Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. And put your name in town, name in town, and I can respond as it is happening. Good morning, everybody here. Uh, should I say Happy New Year now or later? Either or. Either or? Uh, because I called up my grandkids yesterday and I said, Merry Christmas. They're like, it's not Merry Christmas, Grandpa. I said, well, Happy New Year. It's not Happy New Year either. And so I'm confused. <laughs> I think I have to wait until the day of to tell them that because they live in reality. <laughs> if it ain't happening now, it's not real to them. So, but I hope you, everybody had a Merry Christmas. And you did, right? And Santa Claus brought, was nice to everybody? You don't believe in Santa Claus? No. You don't? No, I don't. Why not? Because he doesn't exist. <laughs> He's a fairy tale. He's a fairy tale? Yes. How do you know? Uh, because I know. <laughs> because I believe in Jesus Christ. But how do you know Santa Claus is not real? I, because uh, he wouldn't be able to fit in a chimney and wouldn't be able to cater to a billion, five billion people um, in one night. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been feeling this way? <laughs> quite a while. It's been quite a while now. You've been feeling that way for a while? Uh, yeah. Did you feel that way as a child too? No, I didn't. When did you... When did you Stop believing that there was or is a Santa Claus. Um, when I, I seen how he he took he takes all the show. He leaves no room for Jesus Christ in in the uh, in the masses. Well, you can't blame him for that. No, so Santa Claus well, takes all the all the show, right? I mean, so there is, if you there if there is no Santa Claus, how is he taking that's what I was all about of to, the show? I was about to say, for dis- discussion's sake, um, he exists. He, he he's. He's real only as a, 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 a topic of discussion or a figment of our imagination. Oh, but, man. But, uh, uh, so I bet you didn't get anything for Christmas. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You know, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> I, it, it was kind of interesting because I also had a talk with my mom. About Santa Claus? No, Santa Claus. <laughs> no, but... Uh, you I had a talk with your mother over the holiday? Over the holiday, yeah, right before. Over the holidays? Yeah. About what? Well, uh, I let her know how... Um, how I was aware that uh, she had a lot of uh, negative circumstances in her life and that she had problems with my dad and that because of that, she was very impatient with me. And I could see that um, she couldn't help herself and that I, that I, I resented her a lot. I let her know that how much I, I hated her for being so impatient with me that I felt that every time she spoke to me that she did it scornfully. It was mm-hmm. always... An, even though it was just pass of salt, it was always, you know, saying it in a very, you know. <laughs> pass of salt. Yeah, there you go. It was like that. And, and as a little kid, I mean, she constantly, that's the way she controlled me. Um, that's the way she, she, she made sure that in order to get, to get me to do what, I, what she wanted me to do, she had to pain me. She had to pain me with, uh, with my own resentment against her. Oh, man. Yeah. And so you had this talk on Christmas Day? Uh, no, it was a, a couple of days before. Before Christmas? Right. And how did she receive it? Um, she was uh, taken aback. She did say, I- I'm sorry. But, she did? Yeah, but I don't think she grasped uh, how deep the, the injury was uh, uh, and how, you know, how, how, how devastating it was to my childhood. I don't think she really grasped it. Grasped oh. it entirely. But she doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. As long as you get it. Right. Did it help you in any way? Uh, it, 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 I think it, it did, um, but you know, even prior to me having this conversation, you know, uh, I know that sometimes when you know when, when I lose it, and I do lose it from time to time, yeah, I can see that I can't help myself uh, feel the way that I do, that it gots me, and I know that that happened in her, that that, that that's exactly, but to a, a t- to a more magnified level, even to what happened to me, because at least I have a little bit of light right. that, that takes me back. So I know that we're all a victim of, of, of this deep, dark force, and that uh, you know she wa- she's she was she wasn't spared. So I was able to see that, 
but you know, subsequently every now and then I do see that you know that dark, that dark uh, part of me every now and, and then. And so she apologized for what she. Did yeah, she you? goes. Well, she goes. Well, I apologize. I didn't. I didn't think uh, that I was that bad. Uh, uh, stuff like that. And, and so, were you able to let it go at that point? Uh, I didn't feel anything. I don't. We've been talking about her. I don't feel animosity. Mm-hmm. I, even when I see her, I just see her, and I, I see she's all bent out of shape. She's really bad. She, she really that really really messed her up. She's went through a whole uh, 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 crisis. She's going going through a crisis now, right? Because it you know really gots her. So I don't really feel any anger when I when I talk to her. Right. Um, but she's kind of you know she's not the way she she, she was. She doesn't have that fire anymore. Right. But only because she's, you know, uh, crumbled inside. She doesn't have that fire. It really gots her now. Oh, okay. So, uh, and did you tell her that you don't believe that there is a Santa Claus? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so if there is no Santa Claus, who's this guy that came down my chimney on the 25th? <laughs> Are you serious, uh, Jesse? <laughs> Sometimes I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big, fat, white guy who came down my <laughs> chimney, and he left a, a bunch of toys. I think that was you in disguise, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't think that was Santa Claus? No, I So don't. are you, like, 100% sure there is no Santa? Yes. Not did, the Santa Claus that has been portrayed throughout, uh, throughout time, no. I, 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 did you go to the North Pole to see? No, I don't think I have to. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> well, good. At least you dealt with your mother. I'm sorry for your Santa Claus trauma. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> huh? I mean, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not traumatized. Uh, okay. So you didn't get anything for Christmas, then? No, I, I, I did. Because Santa didn't come by your house. <laughs> I, I, my family gave me, uh, you know, a, a few stuff. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I, in turn, give reciprocated. Do you think I believe that there is a Santa Claus? Uh, no. You I, don't? I don't think that you believe on the same Santa Claus that's, that, that's portrayed by, has been portrayed by, you know, society and uh, secular belief. Oh, you don't think I believe in the same one? No, I don't. You think my Santa Claus is black now? (laughs) I'm not sure what Santa Claus, maybe a metaphorical Santa Claus. (laughs) That's amazing. So nobody else believes there's a Santa Claus? How sad is that? Only one other retarded person beside me. (laughs) You do? Oh, you don't believe in Santa Claus, huh? What a boring life. It is really boring. It's very boring because I don't have Santa Claus. But I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> what a boring life. You believe there's a Santa Claus? I don't believe that Santa Claus exists. You but, don't? But for example, like even today, my, my mom will still give me a present and she'll write from Santa Claus. There you go. And so I think that it's it's a... Like, I, my philosophy is I can't change everybody, so I like to, as much as I can, mention that it's about the birth of Jesus Christ. But I still, you know, there is a Santa Claus, but I try not to give him, you know, him be the star of the show. But oh. I think Santa Claus is pretty cool. That's, are you going to tell your kids there's no Santa? No, because I remember being a kid, my mom would take me to the post office, put a stamp, and I would mail the letter to Santa That's Claus. Right. And it was fun. Yeah, and like even for Christmas, I like to watch the Charlie Brown. There you go. So there are some parents who are so cruel that they take Santa Claus away from the kids. They tell them at birth, "There's no Santa." I'm not calling any names. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Seth? I'm, so, I'm sorry. He asked me. He asked you, and you told the truth. You finally decided to tell the truth. <laughs> well, we didn't have when we were kids, and we were fine. It was fun for us. We'd go and pick out our own gift, and that was fun. So you didn't have a Santa Claus as a kid? No. Wow. What a trauma. No trauma. I lived on the plantation. I had a Santa Claus. Isn't that amazing? Huh? <laughs> that was master. My slave master coming down the chimney. Well, this is the last Sunday of the year. Isn't that amazing? It went by just like that. It went by really, really fast. What's our theme for the, this year? Don't be reading it off the board. <laughs> She's looking right at the board. Don't blame anyone else. For your anger. 
Don't blame others for your anger. Did you blame, how did that work out for you this year? I don't blame others for my anger. So you didn't blame anyone this year at all? No, I may have started that and then realized that's not them, it's me. Yeah. I can't be mad at them. So that means that when people were cruel to you, you didn't yell at them or, or you didn't get upset at the person or people this year at all? Oh, <laughs> no. I think me, I mean, I, the immediate reaction was wrong. I realized after the fact and me apologize because I realized it's not, it's not them. Yeah. If it you can't don't, make me angry. So how is it to live that way, that you cannot blame someone else for your anger? What does that feel like for you? So it's, um, it can be painful. It can? Yeah. Because you want to blame someone else? It's easier to blame someone else. Yeah. To have to face yourself is always hard. I know, huh? <clears throat> Figure out why, why is it, what about you made you react to that kind of thing? Do you, um, so now that the year is up, do you prefer not blaming someone else or you want to go back to the blame game? No, I prefer not to blame it, but I don't think I'm always 100% successful in the moment of doing it. Oh, you're not? You're not, you're not? No. Oh, okay. Well, at least you paid attention to it this year. It's important. All right. Let me ask this, and then this is what I want to know from everybody here. Um, and I was thinking about this all week about the attitude about life. What is your attitude about life? Have anybody thought about that? What is my attitude toward life? How do I really feel about life? Anybody ever thought about that? No? Just two that. people. You thought about that? This morning, actually, on the way over here. Oh, you did? See, yeah. spirit to spirit. Yeah. What's your attitude about life? I thought, and I was driving over here, that I, I, oftentimes when it's quiet, I reflect that I, I'm, for all I know, very happy in my life um, and very thankful that the things I, that have happened to me have enabled me to be the person that I am. Do you... Um, so you have a good attitude, you think? I think I have a very good attitude. Yeah, very good attitude, and, and because of those reasons. Well, and I think yeah, I think I'm I think I'm very been very blessed, but I think that you know, I, I accept the challenges that come in my life as challenges, not as permanent states. So I think of most things that come as things that are tough that I have to deal with that I can get through it. I have you know I know how to get through it. Okay. So it's not things that things don't tend to weigh me down as much because I don't think of them as. You know, nothing's ever absolute or life-ending. It's like, this is hard. It'll be hard for a while, but I can get through it. And when you say that you're blessed, how are you blessed? Um, I think that um, me coming to Bond for a very long time since I was very young yeah. has, I don't know how much of me was me before I came here. I was too young to know. But the self-awareness I have yeah. and the ability to deal with life as it comes, um, knowing those skills, I think, makes my life a lot easier than other people's. Very good. I just, I think, I, I feel very fortunate for that because I see a lot of people who struggle with things that have no idea how to deal with them. I know. It's and rough out there for a lot really of It's really hard, and it's so Man. sad to see it. And they just, they're just so lost. And yeah. it's it's so painful to watch them go through this kind of stuff like you know i've i've seen some stuff recently with my husband's family that's been really hard to see because they just for all the church going they've done their whole lives yeah. they're so lost and they're in so much pain and it's yeah. just so difficult families are so messed up nowadays oh. it, is, it is like shocking it's really it's really hard to watch i went to visit with my relatives here and a lot of family members were there, or several of them were there. And it was like going to a horror movie or something. Yeah. It's like everybody's so unhappy. I mean, just absolutely unhappy with one another, with their own life. Even in, in faking that they're happy together, it's, it's not real anymore. It's absolutely amazing to see that. You can, and when you have some, you know, I'm not saying, by no means am I fully down the path, but having some awareness and you... You can see people's what, you know, it's weird. Like, you can see people when people are, those people who are really giving and they are so sweet and they give everything to themselves. Yeah. And you look at them and you can see how unhappy they are. Yeah. You can see the person who yeah. who never says a whole word the whole time. You're sitting there for three or four hours. You can see that there's so much anger in them. And you see these this energy almost about these people. 
and it's really kind of, it's hard to be around. Yeah, it's amazing that you can see it, too. Yeah, I, I can see that stuff now. I, you know how to recognize it. Wow, you are blessed. I think I do think no, that. No, you're I absolutely you're right blessed. about that. Yes. But you're right. Families are really, really, I mean, not just my family, a whole lot of families. I mean, it's like trauma everywhere. It, it's, it, was, it was mind-blowing to see that this weekend. Holidays brings it out. It does, huh? <laughs> And everybody just pink out. Yeah. <laughs> There's no control over the food or anything. And then they take a big, huge plate home. And they don't bring anything to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I had this family member taking a big old huge plate home. And I said, did you bring anything? No, I ain't bring nothing. And took a grocery bag home. Of food, but absolutely, that's good. How's your attitude? Um, mine is good. Um, it's good. It's What's good. good about it? It's good. Like she said, I can see things um, coming here, being aware, watching yourself. I mean, it sticks with you. Yeah. Um, I may not be perfect, but I thank God for who I am. That's right. And coming here and foundation of human understanding just those words along help you um one of my my eldest sister yesterday just passed away oh I'm sorry 75 years old but wow that's a long she life. was she was so beautiful though you would give her some vitamins and she would leave a long message on my machine thanking me forever and i'm feeling really good right now because she was ready to go yeah she didn't want anybody. She just kept saying, take care of the kids. Right take on. care of the kids. She babysitted my grandson. And I'm here because of her. You know, here, sitting here. I'm like, Your wow. older sister? I'm sorry? She's the oldest? Yes. She was the oldest? Yes, 75. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right and on. I have four sisters. But it's just, I, I, I'm going in motions, and I'm like, why am I not tripping? And it's because I can see that she's comfortable. My other family members are tripping. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they're, I don't believe they're tripping over her. They're tripping over their stuff. Yes. And my nephews, oh, oh, this family. Oh, I can't wait for 2013. I'm thinking, you're going to bring that mess <laughs> that you <laughs> have in your life, from, life from 2012 to 13. What are you talking about? Yeah, You know, fix right. your family. And so I thank God for my daughter. She sees the same thing I see. She, we were there at the hospital last night, and... And one of my 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 daughter said, "This is an A one family because we're handling things." And one of my nephews was saying, "Oh, I don't think so," or and just speaking negative about the family. And when my daughter and I were leaving, we said, "No, that's him. That's yeah. what lives in him." That's right. And he can only speak about, you know, what he's feeling for himself and his family. Your so. sister inspired last night. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, about about uh, five thirty six o'clock. Oh yesterday. man. Right. But yeah, but she was ready to go. She had told us the day before she'd seen my mother and one of my brothers, and and she was waiting to, to go be with them. She was very comfortable. She was asking yeah, us, or, she, she was asking the sister that she lives with, "Are you going to be okay living by yourself?" <laughs> uh, yeah, she was just amazing. yeah. And so I'm thinking we have a chance to talk to her in her last days. Yeah, that's she nice. Leaves. I'm like, man, I would like I would like to go like that. <laughs> I know. She I'm going kicking and screaming. No. I'm not ready yet, God. No, none whatsoever. When the nurses yeah. would do something for her, she would say, thank you. <laughs> right on. You know, and so. Well, well right on. Yeah. How, how, what's the theme for this year? Don't blame others for You're your anger. <laughs> and so you didn't blame anyone at all this year for the way you felt? In dealing with them, or no one caught you off guard, guard or anything like that. Yeah, I was caught off guard a couple uh, times. And you blame them? No, no, I didn't blame them. You got mad at them? I got mad yeah. because the understanding wasn't there, and it was clear to me. Yeah. But I was like, what? You know, started questioning why didn't they get it? Yeah. Well, the minute I start questioning why don't they get this, then I start getting angry. And then once I realized. It's not their fault, like it's not my fault, but here I am getting angry, and so I just learned to let it go. And, and the point is that if you didn't have that anger inside of you, yeah. there's nothing that anyone can do to bring it out because it's not there. And so that's why I said don't blame anyone because you were already messed up right. when I met you. 
Now, you know, your parents mess you up, but after that, no one else is to blame for the way that you feel. But people tend to, because they're not aware of themselves, they tend to blame others for, oh, you made me mad, or you're getting on my last nerve, or all that kind of stuff. And no one is to blame for that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, good, absolutely. Um, which, how, how's your attitude? Uh, it's good. It's good? Yeah, I it, think it's, it's gotten better over time. Yeah, in, in what way? I just see life as a gift. As a gift? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, well, you're born into the world, and um, you had nothing to do with it. And uh, it's a bigger force that had something to do with your you being born and how, um, I, what direction you're going to be going into. So you don't take things personally anymore? I'm not perfect. Uh, it depends. Uh, most of the time I don't. I don't think so. I just try to keep it outside myself. You try to keep it outside yourself? Yeah. What do you mean by that? How do you do that? Uh, it's kind of just go inside and, and see what's going on inside of me rather than what's going on outside of me. Oh, okay. And just, but things still get to you once in a while? Yeah, and sometimes I'm a, I can be caught off guard. Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, Someone can pull the rug from underneath you, but you just recognize it and see it for what it's worth. Yeah. And so do you believe you have the right kind of attitude for life? I'm, I feel like my attitude is adjusting. It's adjusting? Yeah. Oh, okay. I understand that. Life is something else, huh? It's beautiful if you have the right um, perspective. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you know I have a theme for this year? No, nah, you tell me. <laughs> 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 so, so people were able to get to you sometimes during the year? Oh, yeah. They were able to Absolutely, get to you? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. And are you, when are you going to let all of your anger go so that that won't happen? I'm not going to be able to tell you a pinpoint a date, time, and place when I'm going to be like on... Can January. it happen before Tuesday? It might. <laughs> it might. <laughs> We don't want you to go into 2013 with the same stuff. All right? Well, okay. good, man. How about you, Mary? Your attitude is such. My attitude is it's getting better. I have, still have the sucky attitude at times. You have the what? Sucky. Sucky. <laughs> yeah. I understand. So, you know, it's, it's yes, because you want to blame other people for your predicament I'm, and and when I, I yes I will get angry but I see that I'm getting angry but I mean sometimes it's not anger but when I have to explain explain something to someone then they don't get it then I have to get more like <laughs> you don't have forceful. patience for them yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, yeah. okay. So I'm telling them, and then they're not getting it. So then I have to keep going, so then I get more like, oh. distraught. And so you kind of start losing it when they don't get it right away. Right. Oh, okay. You treat them the way God treats you. No, because God oh. treats me very nicely because <laughs> I'm, I'm still not good. But he doesn't uh, remind, he, he reminds me, though, because I can see that I'm not doing Exactly right thing. Oh, okay. And so you haven't let all your anger go either? No, it's still hang, hovering around. And, and why? Uh, well, it's, it's more that it lets me remember that I am not really in control. So Your anger let you re causes you to remember that you're not in control? Right, because if I was more in control of myself, then I would be more readily able to let it go. Oh, okay. All right. So you got another year to suffer coming up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not like, fully yeah. suffering. I'm, I'm not fully suffering. I'm, well, I mean, I'm to happy. make other people suffer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> but no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing it as I go along, and then I can pull back. And so, I mean, I am. I'm, I'm better. Oh, okay. Well, good. You're on your way. Yes. You're on your way. I feel, you know, more relaxed and released. Than Did Santa Claus come to your house? Yeah, 
Yes, actually, I, not right to my on. house. I wasn't home, but I went to my friend's house, oh. and Santa Claus came, and it was very fun. I spent See you there? Christmas someplace else, and <laughs> I you know, wasn't expecting anything, yeah. but I got some gifts, so it was very nice. One thing about, and I'm not putting you down, because I understand. One thing about the Christians, if you say you believe in Santa Claus, right away they think that, in your mind, Santa Claus is replacing Jesus. Because oh, well. I, I heard, you know, over, the, over the, this past week, I hear a lot of Christians say, I don't believe in Santa Claus, I believe in Jesus. And they're just mean as hell. <laughs> they're probably better off believing in Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa I believe Claus, in Jesus. Yeah, Santa Claus is just a. Fun, Can't Santa a Claus be like thing. a fun thing, but not like thing. a Jesus replacement? It's a, but it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fun thing. So, so I, yeah, so it was really fun. and. The Christians take the fun out of life. Now you believe in Jesus. You can't believe in Santa Claus. Isn't that amazing? Not putting you down because I was taught, I mean, I've heard this over. My grandmother didn't teach me that, but I've been hearing it all my life. Believe in Jesus. And they don't even believe in Jesus. No. They're better off believing in Santa Claus. They'll be, at least they'll have something to be happy about. Yeah, because otherwise they get, what is it? <laughs> they get toys for Christmas. Well, the thing about <laughs> it is there's a conflict. Does Jesus bring toys for Christmas? No. How many people got a gift from Jesus this year? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> At least Santa bring you something, huh? <laughs> and you're going to say Francisco, the only get... one got something from Jesus, he said. Uh-oh. Yeah. But most people get conflicted. So if you, if you don't believe in Santa and you're trying to believe in Jesus, then they get con- uh, conflicted because they, they know they, sh- it's, they just can't decide. Oh. <laughs> it's amazing. Did I see your hand? Yes, uh, I was just going to say that uh, our attitudes, everybody's attitude shifts, nothing static. But the girl that you first spoke with that said she'd been going here for a while, sitting in the back row, she basically um, was what she was saying was what, about having a major attitude during when bad attitudes try to attack you. You're able to carry on with a good attitude. So. I would say that that's um, answered my question, basically. Because it seemed like your attitudes will change and stuff like that. But if you Change in what way? You know what I mean? Like you said, what kind of attitude do you have towards life? Yeah. Well, it depends. Ask me in five minutes. I'll have a different one. Oh, so you'd like... But, but, but um, really, the anchor is, has no feeling to it. God has no feeling, so I would say having an, a no feeling is is the anchor underneath all the feelings. So your attitude changes from one thing to another. Yeah, but underneath it all, like in my guts or whatever, is basically the anchor of no feeling, and so it's kind of like I don't know what kind of attitude does that have. Me either. There's no attitude to that. So how does your wife deal with your anger when you're switching back and forth? Well, it's more, it's more interesting than that when in the fact that I don't indulge in those sorts of moods and behaviors so I can see them rather than interact with them. But she could walk up on you and you could be in a different attitude that she left you wrong. in, right? Wrong, 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 so, wrong. But, wrong. When you say your attitude is switching, then what do you mean? No, it's the flavor, basically. You can taste it, feel it, touch it, but you don't have to interact with it. Oh, so you have it and she won't know it. No, no. Have it would mean it's it's. I don't know what you're talking about, boy. You so you can. Well, let me let me finish then, because it's (laughs) there's uh, different phases to indulging in an attitude. And so I'm basically thinking out the whole process while I'm speaking right now. But, yeah, I would say it's kind of like the sci-fi movies where the alien, you know, the oh. egg gets inside of them and then the alien hatches and it comes out of the belly. Not at that point. Not at that point. <laughs> it, it's at the point. It's the Christmas egg, time, so it's okay. 
Yeah, I haven't swallowed the egg yet. It's where the alien, uh, I can see the alien trying to lay the egg. Let me basically. ask your wife to help me out. What is he talking about? <laughs> Give it to your wife. Yeah, so I don't let like the alien lay it. the egg. The mic. What? You're talking about sci-fi. <laughs> Do you understand your husband? No, he's all over the place. Oh, okay. I thought it was just me. <laughs> I think what he's trying to say, can I take a job at it? Mm-hmm. Can I take a job at it? Is that sometimes your attitude changes, but if you're anchored in being aware of it, you just kind of observe it. And you, oh. don't, you don't give your give into it, for lack of a better word. So Is that how you operate? Me personally? Yeah, or my how's your attitude? Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm aware of how my... F- and I don't react. Sometimes I catch myself reacting, yeah. you know, and I'm aware of it, so I just let it go. And sometimes, next thing you know, I'm I'm in the reaction. So you know, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I catch it I early. Gotta, sometimes I'm halfway through it. I gotta move on a little bit, but let me ask you before I move because I gotta ask Patrick this: um, Do you have an opinion about anything? Well, anything is kind of broad. <laughs> anything is like wide, wide open. So, do you have an opinion about anything? I'm sure I do, but I try not to listen to it because it, I'm judging, and half of the time my opinion could change or be wrong. So, do you have an opinion about anything? Yeah. You do have an opinion, and why? Because of my sinful nature. Try I can't to, hear you. Because of uh, my sinful nature, I try to judge everything. Oh, okay. You have an opinion because of your sinful nature. Yeah. Is it good to have an opinion? Well, you have to have discernment, but I think you, you shouldn't give in to it. You know, if you, uh, an opinion to me seems like it's a feeling. You know, you, you, you feel good or bad about something. Oh, and if okay. you react on that, half of the time it could be wrong or it could be right. All right. Do you have an opinion? Could you give me an example of what, what you mean by an opinion? Kelly, what does opinion mean? Mm-hmm. Kelly is my white dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> An opinion just means basically a judgment or just thinking something about, like classifying something. Like you have an opinion about Santa Claus. Yeah, I would say yes, and then I do have an, an opinion. You do, and why? But, but uh, this thing about Santa Claus... Or this thing, this, <laughs> An, an opinion, an, an opinion to me, and 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 uh, I think in the reference that you're, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that you're maybe be alluding to is one that you feel you have to defend. One that you feel that you that you without trying to figure out what I'm thinking or what I want, I, I'm really just we're having fun. The last Sunday service yes, of the year, I, I am sometimes we're winding down. I'm not very serious today, mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, so Jesse. don't try to figure out what I want to hear at all. I just, I just uh, sometimes. You don't I, make I, me work hard on the last day of the year. Um, yeah, I am uh, at times. Yes, I have been opinionated. Yes. So you still have an opinion? Uh, yes. About things. Yes. Oh, okay. Politics, etc. All right, Patrick. Do you have an opinion about anything? Many. Many. <laughs> and why? I mean, should you have one? I don't know. I don't think I should have an opinion. Why not? It's easier just to see what's what is and just see that's it. And then it's, so if that's true, that why do you have an opinion? If that's I'm true. not that person yet completely. I'm 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 a I'm kind of a product of my thoughts and, and judgments and things like that. So then how do you know it's just easy to see what it is without a lot of things I do see very quite easily without an opinion. And then you float back into opinions? I, I sometimes, yeah. Really? And have you, you ever, have you ever let me put one on you. Have you ever gone back into your thoughts? When you go back into your thoughts, you start having opinions. Oh, that's what happens to you? It happens to everybody. Oh, okay. Stephanie, do you ever anticipate? Let me ask Kelly. Kelly, do you ever anticipate anything? Do I ever anticipate? Sure, all the time. All the time? All yes. the time. And, and why? It just happens without me. You know, I never think like, oh, I'm going to anticipate this. It just <laughs> happens automatically. And, and is that a right thing to do or not? Is it a good thing? Or? I, you know, I can't, I can't say either way. I'd rather it not be there personally. Why is um, that? Because uh, oftentimes the anticipation, whatever feeling or whatever it is, misleads me um, 
or, you know, I'm either right about it or I'm wrong about it, but it just might as well not be there as a distraction. So, wow. So you don't think we should anticipate anything? Not, like, consciously. I think it happens on its own. I don't think we should think about anticipating. But yet you anticipate. I do. It, yeah, it, hap- it just kind of happens. And I'm sorry, why do you think we shouldn't anticipate? Do you think we should have an opinion about anything? Not necessarily. Um, I th- like I have Where opinions. Where y'all coming from today? Well, I have opinions. No, I definitely have opinions. You know, I'm forming opinions all the time. Right. You know? All the time. Um, but I'm ready to be wrong about them. You're ready to be wrong. I'm ready to be, yeah. I'm About your opinions. Yes. So then why have them? Uh, because you need to have opinions in order to function in life. You need to have them. Mm-hmm. But you don't think we should have them. I, didn't, I don't think I said that. Oh, you didn't say that? No. You said we should have them. Opinions. I think we're going to have them. Oh, but we shouldn't anticipate, but we can have opinions. I'm confused now. <laughs> I don't know. But you said we should have opinions. I think they're going to be there regardless. I mean, Absolutely. I grew up, everybody saying, well, what's your opinion about it? Yeah, no, I think we should have it. And I've seen people who have not had opinions about anything. It's like, you weak. You never have an opinion about anything. You should have an opinion about that or this. Oh, okay. Um, and Kelly, how's your attitude toward life? Um, you know, I was actually thinking about this this morning before the meeting. Spirit to spirit. I really was. This is funny. But, um, you know, I kind of just had a moment where I realized that I can, uh, I can be what I want to be and who I want to be right now, regardless of, like, you know, what my outer circumstances are. Like, it's, a, it's like, a, um, like a principle thing. Oh, okay. You know, like just in my everyday life and, um, yeah. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad we were on the same line of thinking this morning. Patrick, what's your attitude about life? I like it. You like your attitude or you like life? It's interesting. I'm having a lot more fun and enjoying things. Yeah. Being, just going, doing a lot of stuff that I never did. And it's going very well. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Yes, you had your hand. Yes, sir. I just want to add a little uh, tidbit of information to my paradox. And and that was the fact that if we have two bodies, one spiritual and one fleshly, and before, if I'm growing, um, hopefully in my spiritual, then I can watch my fleshly, which I couldn't before. And so it seems complicated in the fact that I could say I feel the anger and the anger is there, but I'm not interact. I'm not interacting because the if the flesh if the spiritual body's greater than the fleshly body, it's going to direct the fleshly body, and you could see it there, but you could see it there, but it doesn't do anything. It could be there, but it it doesn't do anything. You you you're watching it like we've all talked about a million. What you guys have been talking about. Okay. So. Um, so there's uh, my sci-fi in, uh, explanation. Oh, well, you. thank you. Thanks. I'm clearer now. <laughs> Let me do this. Um, God said for us not to worry about anything, right? You've read that. He said, take no thought about anything in life. What you're going to wear, where you're going to go, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep who you're going to play with or not play with. Take no thought about anything in life. Isn't that an amazing way to live? Yes, Jesse, that is amazing. Yes, ma'am. Does that mean that if you don't think about it, you're supposed to act as things happen? Yes. But what if I don't like what I'm wearing in the morning after I put it on? Just take it off. Oh, okay. You look at it, and it is what it is. (laughs) <laughs> where it says take no thought about what you're going to wear I get it for you I don't have no, um, right. yeah he said don't worry about what you're going to wear he said consider the the birds they they don't they don't work they don't earn anything but they never take thought about what, you know what they're going to eat where they're going to sleep the lily of the fields God take care of those things as well can you imagine and I wrote this down to asking you guys about it 
Can you imagine living a life or having an attitude about life or living a life with no obstacles in your way at all, uh, such as opinions, beliefs, mental categories, commentaries, impatience. Can you imagine living without any of this stuff in your life at all? Uh, no attempts uh, uh, no attempts by the mind to anticipate or control the next split second. We're supposed to be living free of all those things, free of anticipation, free of opinions. We are not supposed to have an opinion because the opinion that we have is coming straight out of hell, and it's always wrong, even when you're judging yourself and other people. We should not anticipate anything. We should just take no thought to the day and just live. Can you imagine living that way? No uh, impatience in you at all. You just have patience. Well, Christ has made all that possible for us to live that way. He really has. It's already put back in order. But most people don't live that way for several reasons. One is because of anger, of course, and anger separates you from God. But also we've been trained to have all these things in our lives. We've been told you have to have an opinion. You should anticipate things. You should judge and, and make decisions about other people. But we're not supposed to be doing any of those things. Not at all. Isn't that amazing? No? It's all that good news to me. <laughs> and I know how we can do this. I'm growing in it. I know how it can be. Yes, Patrick? question or a comment about kind of like the flip side of this that I see with Christians a lot. Yeah. Trying to like be like the lilies of the field. But Jesus also talked about, you know, if you're going to make a building, you consider the cost and you, you basically consider those certain things. Right. And I kind of see a certain attitude a lot of times in, in Christians of not succeeding in certain things because they're not doing any kind of preparatory work for something even when it makes total common sense to do so. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Give me an example. Uh, just like, like the idea if you're going to go build something. Like, you'd, you'd you're going some, to build a house. You're going to put some plans together. Right. You're going to uh, get some people to work on the project. You're going to like put things together in a certain way. And right. You're not going to obsess in your mind over it, but you're going to do certain things. Yeah. But I've seen, I've seen it myself in the past, and I've seen in the present in, in, in people still some kind of idea that to do these types of things is somehow not acting like the lily in the field. So they don't they seem to be unprepared for, oh, I see for what life you're and for, for success. I, I got you now. I, I see what you mean. Okay, that, that's, yeah. You were like that at one time, you say? Yes, I was. You didn't prepare at all? No. What were you waiting for? The end, end times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can relate to him? Yeah, completely. In, in what way? Uh, I mean, exactly. I don't know. I, I, I've known. I've, oh, sorry. <laughs> You're not going to teeth I've, I've, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, is it on? Yeah, it's on. No worries. So, I re, you know, I've known Patrick for a while, and it may even have been more or less at the same time, a few years back. You, you tend to think that some. You, no, you listen to people who tell you this sort of uh, stuff that planning is bad and. You should just follow your leadings is a phrase that I used to hear all the time. Yeah, these people were whacked out. But I would listen to them yeah. and do nothing, and things got worse and worse and worse. There's something, there's something about evil that separates you from your common sense. There's something about that. And it's common sense to figure out how you're going to earn some money to pay the rent. Right. You're not going to live on the park bench, lilies of the field notwithstanding. I th- <laughs> I think that <laughs> for someone to allow themselves to be convinced as a Christian that you don't have to plan anything like that, you know, you're building a house, you got to sit down and put this stuff together, is absolutely insane. I don't know how you have to be like totally brainwashed to believe that you can go through life without having to do anything. I don't know how you can. Well, it doesn't I, well, work. No, it doesn't work. That's the issue. But 
people actually act like that's yeah. appropriate. Yeah, no, I've seen that. And, I, I know who you're talking about. And they about. tell you this, and you, you start to get into arguments with them. What is the old story? Yeah. Never argue with the pig. The pig has fun and you get dirty, right? You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the people, you argue with people that have these thoughts, and, and, yeah. and you get contaminated by them. Yeah. And, and they sound, their lives look like, here's one of the things I've noticed. In my life, I, the effect of other people on my attitude, and that's what I've been seeing all year. Uh, my attitude changes around a lot, like Mr. Sci-Fi over here, right? Right. Uh, it does. <laughs> it, it moves up and down and around, and and I can tell that I'm being almost hypnotized by my own thoughts. Yeah. I don't know what to do about it. I just sit there and look at him, go, "Oh my God, here I go again." But at least I see that. And it's important to be able to see it. Yeah. Or you're at work and you start to, let's say you build a house. Well, your neighbor's got a nicer house. Maybe I can build something else. And yeah. You start doing those kind of plans. But anyway, th- those folks that have these thoughts that you don't have to plan do have an effect on you for a while. But they're not as well off as you think. And can you imagine living a life with no opinion, no belief, no impatience, no... Uh, anticipation, no nothing. Um, no, I cannot. You um, cannot. I cannot. But I, but I have parts of my day where I take that approach, and it's amazing how productive that part of the day can be. If I'm meeting somebody new and on business, don't go in assuming you know everything they're going to talk about. Be prepared to shut up and listen. As an example. Yeah, it is a very good example. I want to. Um, Yes, sir. Did I see your hand, too? Yeah. Okay, and then, Raymond, I saw your hand, right? Okay. Um, I, I agree. I understand that the idea of doing nothing is completely crazy. I obviously don't believe that. However, I don't actually know what the proper response is of someone who states that. Yeah. Because if you, if you believe in the Bible and you read this stuff, it, it, it can be perceived that way. I see where yeah. the perception comes from. Yeah. It's nuts. But I don't know how to... How to counteract that argument either, though. Right. Just knowing in my heart that's wrong and it's not what God intended us to do. So wow, what an excellent, yeah. I love that. You want to respond to her? Okay, we have about 10 minutes left, right, James? Okay. I'm sorry? Oh, oh okay. I don't have an answer, but I know from my own personal experience, you know, I didn't grow up a Christian or in a Christian home, and I remember when I started learning about this, I you know, you kind of start off blank. And so when I started hearing things and you observe observe how other people live and you go to church, I think part of it is yourself, like me me thinking, okay, well, what is the right way to do? You know, you're searching for the truth and nobody could really give you a straight answer because you have to really realize the truth yourself within you and what God has for you. So our tendency, at least for me, was, well, I got to do the opposite that I've been doing because me listening to myself has gotten me to where I am at that moment and so the opposite of doing whatever you want to do is not to do what you want to do or just kind of let life take you and so you do that for a while and then when you listen to people like if you go to you know you start off going to a big church you always see the pretty side of everybody nobody really tells you that yes okay you accept jesus christ but your troubles don't end you know and so it's a learning process and a learning curve and you have to really be willing to focus in on yourself. And so if you accept Jesus Christ and think that that's it from now on, it's peachy, uh, then, you know, you're going to realize that it isn't. Okay. Those are just my I, two I have an easier way than that. Yes, Pat. You hit on something earlier that really hits it for me. Uh, when I was young, I remember at some I don't know how I did it, but at some point I lost my common sense. You mentioned the word common sense. Yeah. And that is so true. Because common sense is the cure for everything. You don't go off on these crazy tangents. Yeah. But that, that just hit it for me because once I lost the common sense, I was open for whatever. Either believing that I had to overplan, let's say, on one side or some kind of crazy lilies yeah. of the field taken to a crazy extreme on the other side. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But whoever maybe made a better pitch or I read a better story, I, I would believe that because my common sense was no longer guiding me. Oh, okay. And I think that's what's coming back is that, that sense of that, that common sense, you know. 
Martin, give me, a, give me a short answer to this. If you heard the young lady say, well, you know what? I think that makes sense. You know, get rid of all this stuff and don't have an opinion or make decisions. But I can't really put that together. I don't know what, what to do about that. What would you say? And you're walking down the road, you ran into this young lady, and she asked you that question. You're a Christian, right? Yes. And she asked you that, what did you say? The short answer is yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> you wanted an extremely short answer, so I gave it. But um, no. We don't have time to be playing. We got five minutes here. It'll all ferret out. You don't have to um, be concerned about it. Just do your um, meditation. Um, don't run from anger, and um, you'll be all right. It, it'll it'll all work itself out. You really don't have um, all that to figure out. Uh, and just to add to it, and, and because I, some other people want to say something here, what I would say to you is that and you're right. If someone says stop doing something this way, then you'll go and do it another way, right? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But then that could be the wrong way as well. What I would say is that you got to rise in consciousness. You got you got to become aware of the God that's in you, the light that's in you, and then that light will guide you in all that you do. Even when you sit down to plan to build a home, and you have to put all these things together. It will show you how to do that as well. And, and so you don't, you don't run from one thing you're doing to another one. Because God is with us right now. He's right here. God is like everywhere all the time in everything. And so if you can come into his presence, you're going to come back to common sense. And the common sense is, which is the Holy Spirit will guide you. So then the, I guess in the response to those people who, who say, we do nothing because God will come take us long is that you're that. They're not obvious. They're not conscious of God then? Right. Okay. They're not the, really Even though they say, well, I don't do what? anything because God's going to take care of me, right? Right. They're still not conscious of God. Okay. They just read that, oh, God will take care of you. Right. But they don't know how to come into his presence so that he can take care to of you. To recognize the gifts that are right. brought to you, right? And it's all inside of us. Yeah. And once you come into that, you're going to start growing in it. And then these things that are in your way, such as opinion, belief, uh, mental categories, and all that impatience, uh, uh, anticipation, you're going to start growing in the light, and these things that have been in your way all your life will start to fade away. And then you're going to say, wow, life is something else. Because when, when you're living by observation or revelation or, uh, or understanding, it is complete. When God reveals something to you, there's no second guess. There's nothing to add to it or take away. You just live it because the revelation is completed. Everything he shows to you is already done. It's like that, I guess. And the weird thing about it, not weird, but interesting thing about it, we already know it. Everything that he reveals to us, we already know it. It's just that we're so angry and lost in darkness that we have forgotten what we already know. Nothing new. No, I was thinking there's there's a story out there that, that says, like, there's a man stranded on an island, and he says, God will save me. So that a boat comes along and says, no, God will save me. A plane right. comes along, God will save me. He dies, and he goes, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent you a boat, a plane, you know, a helicopter. <laughs> it's kind of like that, right? You're yeah. more conscious of the gifts being brought to you if you didn't know to. But I bet you he knew the Bible. Right. He, <laughs> he believed in Jesus. And he can't, he, and see, when you're conscious like that, then help is always there for you. There's always an answer to everything, but you got to rise in consciousness, grow in that. So all these things will start falling away. They really will fall away from you because you're guided by the light. And then you won't have an opinion about anything. And you won't judge your fellow man. You'll be able to see it. For, like you were talking about how you can see these people unhappy you can see that, you know, how they feel about things, but you won't judge them in that because you will not have an opinion about it. But right now, when you're connected to Satan, everything you look at, he makes a decision for you about it. Everything you, your eyes look at, he says, oh, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad, this is 
short, this is tall, this is that. And so you're not discovering anything. You've been lied to, and it just absolutely screws you up. So you got to overcome that. Rise, come into the presence of God, and then you won't worry. He said, don't worry about anything. I'll provide everything for you. I'll take care of you. You can see what he's talking about. You really can. So the answer is always come into the presence of God by coming out of your imagination into right now, and that's when you can see the solution to everything. Everything. And it's so easy, and it's something else. Yes, sir, real fast. I was going to say, um, there were times when Jesus went toward danger and sometimes where he actually hid away from it. Yes. So it's not just a, a, a dogma that you need to attach yourself to, but like Patrick said earlier, your common sense. That's why you can't have an opinion about it because, you know, the first time around you probably avoided the danger, right? But the next time you may need to go and deal with it. But if you have an opinion, you're going to base it on how you reacted the last time to the situation or what Satan is telling you about the situation. You really will. It is something else to live a life by observation, be guided by the light within. We all have it in us. And it is something else to be growing into that. And every time I overcome this stuff, I'm like, wow, life is something else. I've been so lied to about things. And, li- and these lies and the way that I've been trained and taught have caused nothing but suffering in my life. Big mistakes in life, I made awful mistakes. Everything was based on what I've been taught, the knowledge of it, right? And, and they took me away from discovering life. You want to live life by discovering that that is already there, too. The weird thing about it, the interesting thing about it, everything you want is already here and now. If you want peace, if you want perfect health, if you want a sound mind, if you want love, come into the presence of God. Everything that you want is already right here, but when you're angry, you can't see it. It is so unfortunate for many people that Christ sacrificed. He went through all that hell. He bought us back. He went to hell and bought us back, and then he restored everything, and we can live a life without accepting it in our imagination, because we don't keep our eyes on ourselves. We're always looking at other things and other people and blaming others and being mad and being afraid and having doubt and and, and always judging right from wrong. You cannot make a decision about right and wrong, about anything or anybody. Uh, A friend of mine went out to lunch last night with some family members, right? And this friend of mine is, uh, is a selfish person. You know, like, they're not like a giver. You know what I'm saying? And so when I thought about they had gone out to dinner right away, I thought, oh, I'm going to ask them that they pay for the dinner or that they have, or that they have the other people pay for it, right? And Satan told me right away, you know they didn't pay for it. And, and, nah, he didn't, he didn't pay for the dinner, right? So... <laughs> So when I saw him, I said, uh, did you pay for the dinner last night or did you make them pay? And he said that, well, we decided to split the bill this time because last time I paid for the whole thing. So we just split it this time. I'm like, wow, my mind told me you didn't pay. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't just judge you on that because situations are always changing. They are not the same. They are not always the same. People are always changing. You can, they can be all awful one moment, and now you have an opinion about them, and the next moment they have changed, just like that. But your opinion of them is still the same. So you're going to treat them based on the way that they treated, you know, the way they acted the last time you saw them. We want to treat people the way God treats us, and you're never going to be able to do that until you come into his presence. Because in his presence, there's nothing but love, and you are out of the picture as far as playing God. That makes sense? Yes. Isn't that like nice? All you have to do is ask, come back to common sense, come back to the Holy Spirit, come back to the light that's in you, and just live your life. We are really, you know, I say that our parents spend 18 years of screwing us up in life, and we spend the rest of the time overcoming it. Well, what we're overcoming are these things, anger, 
judgment. They're both the same. Making decisions, looking at things, judging them as right or wrong. We're overcoming those things. And as you're overcoming those things, you're getting better in life. You really, really are. It's already there. Is the invisible becoming the visible. Can you imagine that everything you need right now is right here, right now? It's already there, and you're blinded by your anger and can't see it. So now you got to hustle and bustle and have fear, have doubt, have to worry, have to lie, you have to cheat, you have to steal, and not believe in Santa Claus. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Thank you, folks. Happy New Year, by the way. And Happy New Year, everybody here. All right. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. From the